When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there and welcome to episode 79 of the ADHD Adults Podcast, our seemingly unending experiment of adding an extra 40 minutes of utter shite to your lives. Mm -hmm. I'm James Bryan. Oh God, that was a swear in the first 15. So I fucked that up, haven't I? Straight away. Uh, Yeah. That's less money for the charity. Like We've only like a pound 50 so far, so it's not much, obviously, because no one watches our YouTube videos. But still, I'm James Bryan, a kind of Dracula tax inspector. And as usual, I'm. I know. I don't. I, yeah. Oh. As usual, I'm joined by a man for whom swimming caps fit perfectly, Doctor Alex Connor, and the definitely not a ball of anxiety that is Mrs. ADHD. <laughs> Alex, hi. I resent that swimming cap joke. I wear an entire full body swimsuit. <laughs> I'm picturing it as one of those ones from the nineteen early, well, early twentieth century that you'd see, kind of Correct. Victorian. Posh people wearing on the bit, yeah, almost, almost certainly. Uh, Mrs. ADHD, hi, hi. That's it, Alex. That's how it's done, mate. See, short and sweet. It's very now good. Your bit. I like it. So it's a reminder that we started the podcast because we wanted to talk about science and evidence for stuff that was said about ADHD. But someone once drunkenly asked for more personal reflections and bonus content, so we've run with it. Now we have time for next one, as I've managed to harness my ADHD creativity into a sustained period of underemployment. James has got more time because <laughs> he invested in the Indian Rail Company just before he got bitten by a Dracula in 1765. So he's independently wealthy. He's not rich, though, because he swapped a million Apple shares for one blockbuster video in 1983. <laughs> Sam is here as well, but that's because we told him that the computer was a big fish tank. <laughs> <laughs> love that bit oh, the good. bit you wrote uh, yourself <laughs> <laughs> just a bit about you every time I've um I'm quickly gonna have to open the welcomes for this because Alex put a shit one in and I forgot to um exchange it so um yeah so um anyway this dodgy knockoff generic viagra that completely ruined my weekend of a podcast is also a tragedy in three parts we'll discuss how the week between podcasts has been from our own adhd perspectives and as people involved in the adult adhd community we'll answer a couple of questions which people have sent in via socials or discord and then we'll talk a little bit more about this week's theme why alex chose it and how he feels about it so as always We'll start with how was your week? And of course, nobody will ask me. So Sam, how was yours? Um, I think it was good. I've got a new game. I love it so much. It makes me slobber all over myself. <laughs> ding. It's not a ding. It's a single entendre. Is that possible? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So I'm, yeah. I'm pretty obsessed with that this week. No shit. I know. I yawned in the last episode. I noticed, by the way. Um, oh, anything, yeah. anything yeah. other than the new, anything other than the new game? Anything? I'm sure there is, but I can't think of anything I've ever done in my life. Okay, that's good. That's mm. that's good. That's helpful. Alex, how was your week? Good. I was thinking about 
uh, flexible thinking, metacognition, and Sam, and that you know she's essentially like a goldfish. Incredible. <laughs> um, weird, weird weeks. I flew back into Germany, and and from you know Sunday night was was amazing working with both of you and lots of people, big cities, flights, and audiences, and people taking to walking my dog in the snow where no one, literally, no one gives a shit. Who I am or where I am? Very weird uh, di dichotomy. Are you like there, James? Well, I was just because Sam was talking, muttering out loud in the background yes. while you were talking. I'm not sure she was aware of it, but she said, oh, what was that? What was that thing? And you could see oh. and hear it. So it, it just, She's I thought so it was weird. lovely. But she did move slightly away from the mic, which is growth. And we don't, <clears> when you're at a divergence friendly, so impulsive ticks, anything like that, absolutely love them. So yeah, that, that was, that's weird, feeling that dichotomy of, of you know what i don't know which is real what's the real me there james i don't know how you feel about coming back to normality after doing craziness I do, it's all normal for me mate there's no everything's cra well everything's crazy my whole life is running at 100 miles an hour and yeah. never taking a break doing lots of different things and not doing them all well so isn't that normal i think that's that's normal isn't it yeah that's normal yeah honestly yeah. walking the dog this morning i was thinking about coaching you james and, and how i deal with with the burnout issue, probably shouldn't announce this on a recorded radio. What, you know, how are we going to talk about it? I was thinking about footballers fucking loving football, but if they did it all day, they would be both physically and mentally done in. And Why? even it's if you job. love it, yeah, but no one can <laughs> do the thing that they love constantly all the time without rest because we're humans and we're not robots. Oh. James. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> Oh God! I guess we should, Sam. Should I? I, mean, I forgot this. Stuff, didn't you? <laughs> James, how was your week? Yeah, James, how was your week? We care. Neither of you fucking care. Obviously, do you? Care about something. Yeah. yeah, but not, but not me. Anyway, my week was overwhelming, as you've just said. I've got to the point now. I'm back, kind of full time at work after um, Robert from Kidderminster's passing and funeral, and trying to now leap into getting more stuff done for the charity so we're talking to volunteers so that they can hopefully take some work on and help us as a charity and and also make me stop I guess she, what she's talking again um you know allow me to maybe not run at 100 miles an hour and mrs adhd to do the same but i've really realized that there are so many different messaging channels and without you know saying well i'm dead popular i get a lot of messages so I'll probably get, you know, 30 or 40 or 50 WhatsApp messages a day, probably get about, I don't know, 100 or 250 comments on Instagram personal and the charity. Uh, the direct messages Mrs. ADHD has taken on, which is good. But I get so many LinkedIn notifications and messages, work emails, private emails, charity emails, etc., and Discord, which I've only just dipped my toe back in because I just can't cope with like 15 different types of, of people contacting me. And that means I, I disengage with stuff. And if you fall off the first page of my WhatsApp messages, that message was never received. So there are people I've not replied to, people I love and adore who I've not replied to because they messaged me over a week ago and now that message is gone from my mind. Mm. And that, <clears throat> that sense of overwhelm has actually come out with a positive, which is I've now blocked my calendar at work because I only work technically part-time. So that the second my work ends, I've now blocked till eight o'clock the next morning. So nobody can, as they have been, put a meeting in it, uh, you know, after I finish work. And obviously because of 
uh, imposter syndrome, I will attend those meetings because oh, yeah. I've got to be there. But now I've decided, no, actually, no. If I get a WhatsApp, if I get uh, a requested meeting, I'm not going to deal with it after the time I finish because then I can do stuff for the charity. I can maybe even spend some time with Mrs. ADHD if she puts that game down, which she's now spending 12 hours a day playing. <laughs> so it has been it's been overwhelming my week. Really good point, James. I'm so impressed that you're able to do that because that is always something you struggle with for self-esteem issues. Do you think we need to do a podcast on how do people say no to things when they have ADHD? Yeah, we no, yeah, we. I think we can we can link it in with with overwhelm actually because so yeah. many people have asked for an episode on on overwhelm and we do tend yeah. to get overwhelmed largely because of that people pleasing RSD. Yeah, I'll say yes to everything. When I was an academic, I said yes to fucking everything and ended up with six yeah. senior roles. And obviously couldn't do any of them properly. I remember. Yes. <laughs> and too. then I had a mental health crisis. And, you know, because I would, I would just said, yeah. And I actually did ask if I could drop a couple. And I was told, no, you can't. You've got to do them all. And, yeah, didn't protect myself. But anyway, yeah. <sighs> really, do one. really good. Really interesting for a change. And what, what <laughs> stupid thing have you been doing instead of what you were supposed to be? doing james i'm going to start with you because you said something interesting see if you can hit two for two no that's not going to happen um, can i say the first thing you put in for, for yeah. in the script i can gender stuff i've been doing gender stuff i know sometimes i, I put don't... placeholders in when i'm writing it does, yeah. and they make me laugh i don't even know what it means <clears throat> so again as i mentioned on monday's episode ironically um i had a migraine and that's not a stupid thing but it takes up a lot of time and as a briefly mentioned last week when i get a migraine the migraine is bad believe me migraines are bad but for me what's worse is the self-loathing afterwards and the guilt of i didn't i missed you know it came on during the day i missed three or four hours of work i, I spent time away from sam and, and you know she was kind of on her own i'm useless i'm crap i've got to catch up so i spent quite a while hating myself um and then interestingly i got a new laptop for work um which i obviously massively hyper focused on setting up even though i had a meeting in 10 minutes from when it arrived and that the, the the pain oh i want the meeting on the new laptop i want the meeting on the new laptop it's not going to be ready and then i had to set yeah. up the old laptop because obviously i immediately closed that down because the new one's here it just it just drove me insane wow it really did so so focusing so... on trying to set up a new laptop immediately before a meeting sign blindness and and novelty and dopamine straight away so relatable, like almost like you're speaking into my brain of how I work. And then afterwards you go, why did I care about that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. What about you, Sam? What stupid thing have you been doing this week that when, well, apart from the stupid game, there must have been something. Yeah, loads. There always is, isn't there? Um, yeah. I should have been cleaning and tidying the house because we've got guests this weekend. But um, I got involved with some spackling. And um, what I couldn't. What? Well, it's there was it's, some it's, holes it's, in the wall that needed spackling. It's an Americanism. I know you don't like those, but I um, filled them in when I should have been cleaning and tidying. Um, another thing was I spent the entire day doing the same work task over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. I didn't do any other work. I didn't answer any emails. I didn't piss. I didn't drink or eat. Go on, James. 
Um, I, I was about to say, I think this is your first genu genuine hyper-focus episode, particularly when it comes to the not eating and, and, and drinking and going to the toilet. I know you've had, certainly you can hyper-focus for short periods, but this was a full day where I would walk I past the office. I hyper-focused the whole day again before. No. Okay, well, I'll just I retract what I've obviously said and just Sorry, no, carry on. No, 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 no. I, it's, first, it's first I've been aware that you've hyper-focused. When I was standing you're... down that room. Did you not? Oh, yeah, true, yeah. Oh, God, I've ruined bled all over myself. Yep. Yeah, um, so, yeah, so means I'm ridiculously behind with work now because, obviously, all my work piled up. So then I was trying to work after work, and, yeah, it was pretty awful. And the thing I did wasn't even that good, to be honest. Anyway, um, I booked golf for the wrong night after our friend had already booked a hotel for the night I'd told them to book a hotel for. And then I got in contact and went, so what time will you be here Friday? And they were like, we've booked a hotel for Saturday. Oh, yeah. So that was wrong. And um, <laughs> I forgot I was recording a podcast last night. So I was actually at poll when I should have been recording a podcast with somebody. But luckily they forgot too, because it's a thing, <laughs> isn't it? Um, and I got spicy breadcrumbs in my eye twice again when I should have again. been just eating. <laughs> I keep twice. doing this repeatedly. Twice yeah. again. Yeah, and bear in mind, it's only been two days since we recorded a last podcast. <laughs> All this happened in two days. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, everybody thinks this is live. <laughs> Welcome to ADHD Towers. Alex, what about you? I was going to say, I really don't know. And then I, <laughs> and I've been, I've had quite a lot of work to do, as you know. Um, and then I realised how long I spent like really how long down an an epic rabbit hole and by epic i mean the two famous uh philosophers from the turn of the first oh, millennium Jesus epicurus Christ. and epictetus i genuinely spent hours looking up epictetus's like philosophical teachings because they're really adhd friendly a couple of things one is that the key to happiness is honesty which i really like but also the key, mm, no, the key it's to not. life is. Can I just? Um, I beg to differ there. I <laughs> am you, yeah? brutally honest, and I am not happy. Oh, I mean, honest, internally honest, not honest with other people. I think I'm brutally internally honest. No, and no, not no, happy no, no, no. Because you, of that, you, you've got are very you? low self-esteem, Sam. You don't. You you are not able. Partly because of metacognition, you are not able to actually see what the reality is about yourself. Oh, okay. Then yeah, none on. of us. None of us are great at that, actually, are <laughs> we? That's kind of one of the things. Mm. He, um, he also said, <laughs> he also said, the, the key to, to life is to keep company with people who uplift you, who, whose presence calls forth your best, which is pretty surely why James spends time with me. <laughs> That's what I've been doing. Oh, brilliant. Are you reading? I, the I believe just, in that. Just... No, yes, I don't, I don't, um, I... yes, I am. And I'm going to just let me get to it. <sighs> I was just going to say I like that, and I do surround myself with people that lift me up. Anyway, yeah, me thanks too. for that both. We're taking a break. We'll be back in part two with questions and thoughts from the ADHD adult community. Alex, hi. Hi. What's up? Hello, Governor. Welcome back to episode 79 of the ADHD Adults Podcast, despite what the ticker James said in the first two parts of this podcast. It said 78 because James wasn't paying attention for some reason. As always on these this very first ever Thursday Extra Special episode of 
this period of possibly February or, or late January. <laughs> we're we talking know, about. <laughs> no, we're taking questions. I haven't got a clue. We're ta- we we have a guy that does that, James. We are. <laughs> we're as always taking questions from the ADHD community. So please get involved in in the Discord, the ADHD adults. Just search for it on the server system now. There's thousands of them, or Twitter, ticker preferably Instagram because James really likes the numbers. He thinks quantity is more than quality. <laughs> the first question we're facing today is from Susie K. Hi, everyone. Sorry, Mrs. Fucked Off here. I received my ADHD diagnosis last May at age 46 and have just had another shared care request refused. Oh, so annoying. I've now changed GP practices three times and each one has refused to accept the shared care request for meds. Uh, I have MECFS as well, so I'm unable to work and cannot afford to pay for Lizdex and circuit indefinitely, over 100 grand a month, uh, 100 grand, 100 pounds a month. Are there any evidence-based papers or arguments that I can use to convince a reluctant NHS GP to accept a shared care request from a legitimate ADHD assessor, in this case, ADHD 360, but other uh, assessors are available? Why should money be a barrier to having a functioning life with stimulant meds? Sorry, just so stressed and frustrated. Thanks for all the amazing work you do. Uh, um, James, Alex, and there's another person she's talked about, but I don't know who it is. <laughs> you make having a lifelong ne- neurological condition easier to navigate and to laugh about. Oh, James, I know you're going to be furious, so I'm coming straight to you. <clears throat> one. Yeah, I am. So, so the first thing I'd say, Susie, is unfortunately, GPs are not legally obliged to sign a shared care agreement. So for those that aren't aware, a shared care agreement is um, something that is sometimes signed by a GP, usually signed by a GP, when you've been diagnosed and uh, fully titrated on medication, so they take on your prescriptions. Because GPs are not experts in ADHD medication or in ADHD, they um, effectively just agree what the psychiatrist or the titrating um, clinician um decided and finished on in terms of a drug and a dose they agreed to take that on and prescribe it for 12 months and then you have an annual review theoretically from your psychiatrist plus the odd blood pressure test etc in between now we're we're doing an episode soon with a colleague of ours nick Bridgeford, who's a psychiatrist and a gp and has adhd on routes to diagnosis and we want to clarify some of these things but it's it's just so important and it doesn't help you, Susie, I'm so sorry, but if you're considering either a, a, a right to choose um, referral or particularly if you're going private, you need to check with the GP first that they're happy to sign a shared care agreement yeah. because they are not legally obliged to do so. You you can, in theory, go to the practice manager or the the, the, the commissioning group, they're now called ICBs, and re- request with them that they consider this, but... A GP and and many do. Unfortunately, they they don't have to sign that document, and it's it's something that needs to change. I think. Yeah. Um, Sam, did you have any issues moving on to shared care, or did you not do that? Yeah. No, she's no, no, she's still in titration. Oh, okay. Sorry. Do you you want me to? Do you know what it is, or do you want me to explain? I do know what it is because I answer questions on it every day. Um, you looked at me yeah. like I was speaking. D- well, Finnish. I was I was referred for, <laughs> for by the GP under right to choose, so I'm presuming uh, yeah. that it's all they've agreed, it so is. they referred me, so it should be fine. Yeah, of course, and that's why it's different, isn't it? Yeah, and no, a really good point. Um, it, we have heard it, haven't we, James? So yeah. the, the short answer to James is to sorry to to was it 
I've forgotten the name of the ah, the Susie. Was it Susie? Was was yeah, as you all know. I mean, I would honestly say to the GP, I, I know you've changed, but if this one's worse than the others and change again, but I would I would say, um, what will you accept? From whom would you accept a diagnosis for a shared care agreement? Because there are there are a range of people. What I would also say is that both the NHS websites and the NICE guideline um web pages clearly state who the nhs would approve as someone that can diagnose an adult with adhd and it, it isn't just psychiatrists there are psychologists and behavioral specialists and that's also true in lots of other countries because i've looked america australia and many many more uh, germany and it, it isn't true of diet of medications it is in 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 the uk it has to be some either a, a mental health type uh, prescription professional or a psychiatrist in Australia. I think it just has to be psych, but but wherever, whatever country you are, speak to the GP in advance and get it written down, what they would accept. Because clearly what you told us, I, I think that needs to go to them, preferably written down because of the emotions involved. I'm so desperate here to, to be treated and the mm. rules are this. How do I work within the rules to, to not have to go on a three-year waiting list would be what I would ask. And I know you probably have, so it's not super helpful, but um, uh, that's it's more general advice. We that's a horrible question, and we have so much sympathy. And thank you also for the lovely feedback. Thank you, Susie. Okay, second question. Um, uh, it doesn't say who it's from, but oh, it yes, says sorry. no. It's fine. It says a friend who's worked in prisons with lots of ADHD and spectrum people suggested my issue or secondary issue is low latent inhibition. I read up on it and was shocked by the familiarness of it. Do you have any knowledge on this? Will you be discussing this as it reads very similarly and is often diagnosed as ADHD instead? I'm now going to make a quick hospital pass to Alex and say, Alex, what about what are your thoughts on low latent inhibition and ADHD? Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a really good question. So, <laughs> yeah, the misdiagnosis with ADHD is really popular. Mm. So, if you if you have a, a a normal a thing happened to you in life, a smell or a taste or a touch, it's, that's called a stimulus, as you all know. And we have to acquire meaning from them. Otherwise, everything every, we go out every day, and every every smell of a flower would be brand new. And like, oh my god, what is that? And and we we need to know that that isn't a new stimulus. We need some kind of latent inhibition. We need to not go, oh my god, this is crazy. I mean. And there is some evidence that some people don't do that as well as others. So everything feels a bit new or takes a lot longer to be not new. You know, when you go, if you've had a heavy night when and you've had curry and you go, you're fine in your bedroom, you're really happy. And then you go outside for a bit and come back into your own room and by God, it stinks. That's a form <laughs> of desensitization. So you've got used to it. You've like gone, okay, I don't need to worry about that horrific smell. So I'm going to not... I'm not going to react to that. Well, it's similar to that. Instead of receptor desensitization, it's a much longer process, but it's it's similar to that. So it's like a uh, a stimulus desensitization. And there is some evidence that we don't do that very well. There's also some evidence that other people only have that. And it's very exciting, very uh, interesting question as well. All it I would is. say is Just... talk to your medical mental health team. Yeah. It, it, also, it's important to say there is also evidence that um, unmedicated people with ADHD have the same um, levels of um, uh, latent inhibition as, as people without ADHD, but people who are medicated 
um, can tend to have uh, less latent inhibition. So it could be as a medicated ADHD adult, your latent inhibition drops and you do tend to to get that kind of, if you like, that novelty from things that aren't necessarily novel. So it could be due to the medication. I wonder if that's similar to that emotional blunting where we're not paying as much attention because of the meds because we don't have to always be wired. Um, mm. Sam, I know, I'm, I know I'm about to ask you a question of metacognition, but have you got any feel for how you react to stimuli that maybe you've seen a few times before, but does it sometimes feel like it's brand new, whereas other people get used to stuff more quickly or not? I think sometimes it does, yeah. Particularly if I'm out in nature. Yeah. I'm amazed by every flower and every tree and every insect and every animal. Like I'm a little child that's just seen it for the first time. Yeah, that's like the when how you sunbathe and how James talks about me on holiday, yeah, isn't it? Exactly. When we were together in Cornwall. <laughs> James, James, look a tree. <laughs> Which is literally what happened. Oh my god, there's a cow. <laughs> so maybe that's a really good question. I'm gonna go yeah. I'm gonna go away and do a bunch of research on it because you know, hyper focused. Thanks yeah. for that. Lovely question. Okay, I've got a question. Well, I haven't. Far away. Um, hello, guys. I've got a question for the podcast, and it's about something that I really struggle with, transitions. Like most ADHD people, I'm rubbish at setting and sticking to routine. One downside is that I then find it incredibly hard to shift from one activity to another. Transitioning from work to non-work during the week feels impossible, and I'll probably be thinking about work even when I'm with family and friends. At the weekend, the opposite is true, especially on a Monday morning when I'm feeling like a moody child kicking off because they've got to go back to school. How do you manage transitioning from one life area to another? What do you do if the obvious, like routines, environment, etc., don't work? And is this something we need to correct in the first place, or should we just go with the flow a bit more and not beat ourselves up? Steve in Cardiff. I feel like he self-coached himself there. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, maybe I should just leave it. It's fine. <laughs> Who's going first? You, James. Sam. I definitely struggle with. Yeah, I think it's something that many of us struggle with. The, the, the thing that I say, and I always get it wrong, is that routine is both a prison and necessary is true for us and it is often difficult to get into a routine but without a routine many of us just can't do anything and because of that lack of flexible thinking that we have it can be difficult to disengage from one activity and then re-engage in a different activity because it takes a lot of mental effort to actually to do that to, to stop your train of thought to inhibit your thoughts and your plans on doing this act now this activity there was possibly half a ding in there i'm not sure and then suddenly you've got to change your your mental track to right i've got to do this new activity and when you consider the issues we have with procrastination and engaging with tasks so you finish you kind of finish one task or stop working on a task you've then got to start a different task which we struggle with anyway so transitions are moving from one task to another and we are not very good at task engagement in terms of things you can do to try and help, I mean, the, the usual tips about trying to find the reward in that task, trying to sandwich that tasks with things that are that are rewarding, body doubling if you can, if you can have somebody to just help you get started on that task, they may help. Al? Yes, it's really good. Emotional acceptance, blah, blah, blah. As you've said, Steve, in your letter. And, and 
there's links to autistic behaviours here as well, which a lot of us have in combination because transitions are notoriously difficult for, for different reasons and flexible thinking in ADHD and autistic traits. Okay, this is what I do. So it's not advice because if you're really struggling mentally and it makes you sad, then you can't take this advice probably. But what I do for this, because I do get it a lot, is I try and force a sense of humour about it. James has just gone. I oh, know, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Rude. So what I do is I, I make I, I I I literally force myself to laugh about it and tell someone because the burning shame is much worse than telling someone and realizing that it it usually isn't that bad you know apart from when it is and you get fired been there so so it's not always possible but when when you when it is just something small but you have an inappropriate emotional reaction that's when I tell someone my wife's brilliant at that is I say look what I can't do I simply can't get up and go to that room there. And we, we have a little laugh about it. And that's a privilege. I, I, I have to acknowledge the privilege. Sam, what about what you? What I do, yeah. I don't know if this is useful or not, or whether it's a good thing or not. But anyway, what I do to, to, to stop me kind of worrying about doing, going from one thing to doing the next is I don't think about the next thing I'm doing until I'm there. Because otherwise, I, I worry about it too much and it really affects me. So say if I've got to go to poll, I won't think about it until I'm there. Otherwise, I won't go. If I've got to go to work, to yeah, because I just I just think, oh, well, what should I wear? And you know, should I take this? And should I eat before I go? I invent all these decisions that I need to make that I don't actually need to make. I just need to fucking go. So, and it's the same for work. If I think too much about it, so I try not to think about it until I'm there, which is easier said than done. And interestingly, that is an element of cognitive behaviour therapy, what they would do, like overdwelling, catastrophizing, catastrophizing, sorry, and, um, and negative cycles of what CBT does, which you're doing for yourself a little bit. Right, we are going to take a break before the, the third part. I think I might have already said this was the third part. I'm doing really yeah. well professionally. Did you notice that? I like you didn't bring it up. We're taking a little break <laughs> in part three. Thoughts on this week's theme of creativity? See you in a bit. See you in a bit. Trumpet. Welcome back to episode 79 of the ADHD Adults Podcast. One of our Thursday episodes where we talk about the week in ADHD. As usual, we try and expand a little bit on the theme um, from Monday, which was creative thinking. So, first question is, what made you choose the last idea for a theme? Alex? Um, yeah, I mean, lots of people have asked for information about creativity. We're, I'm really torn because I, I want there to be positives of ADHD. I want to talk positively about it, but I don't want it to be at the expense of, of truth. And I don't want people to feel like failures if they aren't, you know, feeling more creative than other people. So we thought it was important to just, just point out that the evidence for that really famous on every website you ever read about ADHD is, oh, you're more creative. Well, prove it. That's why. Okay. <clears throat> Sam? Um, I don't know how many times I have to say this. I literally have no editorial rights on this podcast and I have no Good. input as to what um, we choose to do each week. I, I think mm. you have to say that every episode. I do. Um, I'll ask myself because obviously no one else yeah. will. So no. we, we've we've danced around this for a long time. In fact, right at the start when we first set up our socials, we you know had plans to do silly things, dressing up in superhero costumes, trying to so show how you know, you know ADHD man when somebody falls down a well, just sits there on his phone because it's more rewarding than saving somebody. 
And it, it is a thorny issue. And I think that learning that a lot of people see their ADHD as a positive and, and learning that I can't challenge that, it's inappropriate to challenge that, but I can challenge this global kind of assertion that we're all creative or we all have strengths because we don't. And it's really important that as a community, we respect other people's disorder or neurodivergence. So it's that whole sunny, rainy thing we talk about. If it's sunny where you are, brilliant. Enjoy the sun. Mrs. ADHD, you'd be sunbathing. But if it's raining where someone else is, don't tell them it's sunny there because it's not. And I think that's really important. That was dead air. Anyone anyone want to pick it up and run with the next bit? It was, it was dead air if you've got... Was there anything about um, the th uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, doing well. Were there any thoughts or tips from the theme that you forgot to say, James? Um, me first. Yeah. Uh, no. Oh, okay. Al. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, not really. Just that. Just that. To reiterate, really, that, that there's. Nobody really agrees on what concept of creativity is. There's no dictionary definition for it. There's no fundamental human mind model that is, what does it mean? It is arguable that that is what human means, to be creative. Because most animals react, and the higher powers of humanity in our human brain is to go beyond just a normal stimulus reaction. And those are in the bit of the brain that typically aren't super effective in ADHD. So if you are feeling a bit shit about yourself, maybe give yourself that break. It, it isn't it isn't your fault if you're not the next, you know, famous impressionist. Uh, I don't know. What about you? What about you, Samantha? The only thing I thought between us mm -hmm. recording these podcasts was um, that one thing my ADHD allows me to do, which I think helps with creativity, is because I'm always seeking immediate reward, I'm always jumping from one thing to the other. So I try lots of creative things, which maybe helps me to be more creative. I don't think it instigates it, but it helps me. But the only thing is I don't ever stick with anything, so I don't ever get good at anything. But I think it kind of broadens things because you're always looking for more things to do. Such a good observation. I often think is creativity the fact that, you know, I can play one tune on the piano and the guitar or is creativity painting the Sistine Chapel over five years or however long it took? You know, which of those is more creative? Which they're just differences, oh. aren't they, rather than... <laughs> well, I can pretty much guarantee that one of those is more creative than the others are. <laughs> I mean, it definitely is. <laughs> which one? We can settle this debate now. It's you playing yeah, the yeah. same tune over and 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 over again. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I have thought of something I could add, actually, if that's okay. And that's yeah. just that I think something that could be considered or confused as creative thinking, I'm not sure which, is that because we often can't do simple things in the same way that people without ADHD and we have to take a circuitous route to, to do those things, that might be considered by some as creative that might be considered as divergent thinking, thinking outside the box, because I can't go from A to B, but if I go to A to M and then from M to B, I've done it in a new way. And I think, therefore, have, because you can't do the things necessarily in, in the way that other people do, you find a way to do it, that might be considered creativity. Yeah, that's mm, good. Similar to exactly what I said in the uh, oh, news episode. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not exactly what you said, is it, really? 
But if it but if it was, it's because I, I literally wasn't listening because it was it was dull. Anyway, take us take us home. I'll take us home. <laughs> I will take us home, which is uh, the song I can play on the guitar. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Okay. Right. That was episode seventy nine of the ADHD Adults, and it was the very first ever Thursday expedition of the ADHD Adults podcast that is done on this January and February day. And we are following Monday's episode of ADHD and Creative Schmeative. If you like this nonsense, really, there's something wrong with you. And want to get involved, please contact us on the socials. The ADHD Adults on Twitter, MySpace, Ask Jeeves, uh, Ticker, Instagram, and especially our Discord forum, The ADHD Adults. Have a lovely rest of your day. Goodbye. You too, Al. Bye. 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 Trigger warning, Maxon. Klaxon, 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 big klaxon. Trigger warning, klaxon, 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 klaxon.